Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Episode 83 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. It's the morning after the night before and we're recording this podcast at the Whitecaps residency game at SFU the Sunday after the Whitecaps clinched their second ever MLS postseason berth. I'm your host, Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pender. And we're going to have just a quick look back on the Colorado game because there's not really tons to talk about from that. But we'll more look ahead to the playoffs and, and just... Kind of the, the season that's gone past for the Whitecaps. So, Steve, first thing to really ask you, just briefly, what did you make of the performance against Colorado? Oh, it was nerve-wracking. I was nervous the whole game. Um, and what made me more nervous is that you were so positive. I felt like they they did everything they could. They created the chances in the first half. They just couldn't finish them. And uh, ironically, the one weakness they had throughout the whole season, which was set pieces, is what, what where they got the goal. Uh, when Watson scored on that uh, corner from Morales. So overall, I think it was a good game. They, they wish they could have cleaned it out a little bit faster and, and clinched it earlier so we could, there were more time for celebration. I was saying during the game to you that, to me, a 92nd or 93rd minute winner would have been the way to go because then folk would have talked about this game forever. But it was nerve-wracking. I, I was really positive going into it, and several people this week have been very put off by my positivity which must be saying something about the kind of air that I'm giving off in, in these podcasts and on Twitter and in my articles but I, I just didn't think it was in doubt, I thought they were going to get the win I thought it would be a 1-0 win it was interesting after the game though that, that Robbo said he was being truthful with everyone and he said there was a part of him that felt the goal wasn't coming and the longer that game went on there was a part of me as well that that was starting to think, you know, this goal might not come. Um, you, you say that set pieces have played the team this year, which they have, but also the, the lack of a consistent goal scorer. It's going to be tough, I think, going into the playoffs without any of the strikers on form, and we really could have done with somebody finding the back of the net last night. Hurtado came close when he came on, but just in general, none of the strikers look like they're going to kind of light it up. I'm going to disagree with you on that being a, a, a negative for the playoffs. I think in the playoffs, usually good defending and set pieces is what get you goals. And with Waston doing that, and then they're going into the postseason with 592 minutes of no no goals allowed, I, I think it's, it is a, it's a big positive for them. Uh, Ousted's leading the league in clean sheets with 13. He's, they 
shut out the last four opponents. So I think it's a positive in that way. Yes, you know, you wish you had a guy who can pot a goal in and make something out of nothing, but they don't have that now, and and until and they probably won't have that until obviously the next year. So they kind of have to manufacture goals in, in the way they did in the last few games. Yeah, the clean sheet record has been tremendous. 13 clean sheets for David Eistead. That's the most the Whitecaps have ever had in MLS. I think they'd had 12 before uh, under Rennie. So 13 clean sheets. Watch out for an article that's coming up on AFTN. You might actually, it might be out before this podcast is out. We're going to take a little look at comparing Martin Rennie and Carl Robinson because earlier in the season, Martin Rennie threw down the gauntlet to Carl Robinson, basically stating what he had to do for the, the club to be seen to have improved and done better. And I definitely think under Robbo, the club has done better. The most clean sheets... The most points in a season, 50, which is also the most points by any Canadian team in MLS. And one win less than last year, but in the playoffs and with more points because of the the number of draws and a lot more positive attitude when playing on the road. So all in all, definite improvement under Carl Robinson. And don't forget the fact that uh, Robinson has also put in young players. That was a big improvement, and and he's done it with younger players. He hasn't done it with a veteran squad like Rennie did. And on top of that, Robbo started the year like at a big disadvantage, uh, losing out on Camilo um, when it wasn't expected. He lost his, the top goal scorer on the team. And then halfway through the season, Kenny Miller went out too, and then there was nobody to replace them. So he had to basically um, piece together a team, especially up top. So let's hear a little bit of audio from post-game now. We're going to hear from head coach Kyle Robinson. Goal scorer Kenil Waston, goalkeeper David Eistead, and Sam Adekupi. Uh, congratulations, Carl. What does this mean to your team? It's a, a fantastic achievement for the group of players I've got in there. I couldn't be more proud of them today because probably been written off a few times this year uh, when things didn't go our way. But you know, in the three years I've been here, I've never experienced uh, the atmosphere that I experienced today, and they're part of helping suck that ball in the net because I did believe. <laughs> Part of me that we might not score, if I'm being totally truthful to you, because we had a few half chances, and but we stuck to our beliefs. The boys kept going, and it's credit to the organisation, to the supporters, and to that group of players in there. Does this validate the plan, the organisation had set forth, and the blueprint, and everything that's been building towards this moment? It helps. Yeah. It really does help. You know, achieving a goal of ours, and you know, I'm not satisfied now because we've got a massive game on Wednesday, which I firmly believe we can go and win, and. I said in the lead-up to this week that Portland would win. Portland would win their game against Dallas because they've got a fantastic group of players. And last year they finished Western Conference champions. And you know, if you'd have said to me at the start of the year we'll finish above Portland, you know, I would probably would have been a little bit surprised with getting the job so late notice. But I said it's all credit to these, that group of players in there today. With unbeaten five games now, four wins, and four straight clean sheets, do you see yourselves of being like one of the informed teams now in MLS? Yeah, we've not been bad <laughs> over the last few games. We really have. I think today's game was probably the story of our season uh, in one in 90 minutes, 93, four minutes, because we played very well at times. Uh, we had a few half chances. We didn't take them. Um, then we started to get edgy a little bit. Uh, I made the decision to make a early substitutions. I had to make a sub with Sam, who come on, you know, another homegrown kid, which is great. Was fantastic performance. Kakuta coming on. Uh, which I knew would have an effect. He wanted to start the game, but I just made the decision maybe to bring him on later when they were getting tired. Um, and the big man scoring the goal. Um, you know, and I think it was fitting that David Oosted kept us in it with uh, 
two fantastic saves in the in the last three or four minutes because God knows what, what I would have done if one of them would have gone in. Talk about where your anxiety level might have been the final 20 minutes of that match, considering the chances that they did have No, I was very calm if you saw me on the sideline. I was very calm. You know, I'm, I don't shout. You know, I don't show emotion sometimes, I've been told. But, you know, uh, believe me, it, I care. I certainly care. And I think my players know that. I know that. My team is about me. Like I said, I think a manager blueprint is on his team. You know, we win gracefully, we lose gracefully. And when I do lose, I take it on the chin. I take responsibility off that group of players in there. And when we win, they can have all the plaudits they want because it was a very special day today for them. How, how difficult? Carl Martin, uh, Kendall, this season. And uh, I know he's probably going to have a big impact. Do you think he's had this much impact on both ends? I hoped he would, but I probably didn't think it would happen this year. I, you know, the plan was for next year. Um, but he's been what an awesome signing that is. It's uh, credit to him as well as a character because the boys love him. You know he's he's very aggressive, uh, maybe too aggressive at times, but he's a pleasure to work with. Gary, how, how uh, difficult was it to take Russell off? You wanted Manny to get something going offensively, but you had to know if you scored a goal and got up, yeah. you probably would have needed Russell to defend, and you, it looked yeah. like you did over the last well, 15 minutes. You're 100% right. You must have had a, me microphone on the bench, Gary, because I was a little bit hesitant at doing it because he's got bundles of energy. He was playing well, but I wanted a Kakuta to come on. So I tried to go as attacking as I could to hope to get that goal. And as soon as we did, then I'm looking. I've made all my subs, and you know I'm trying to drop Pedro deeper and Maro. So Pedro and Maro are my two um, tough tackling midfielders once Rusty's gone off, which... It's never going to be a good thing, but you know, credit to him. We dug deep, you know, because we had to dug deep, dig deep. Because I knew Colorado would come under Pablo. You know, they're not going to roll over. They've got pride. You know, he's a good coach. Um, you know, they've got one or two injuries, but when you play against a team that haven't got their three or four of their main guys, you know, they rise, and that's certainly what they did today. So that's credit to Pablo and his team. What, why do you believe you can go into Colorado on Wednesday and get a win? Or ain't putting yeah. me into Dallas and get a win. Uh, if I'm going to Colorado, I'm going to fight. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That's a fitting season, isn't it, for me and you? Brilliant. Um, you know, the, it's, the reason I said that I think Portland would win today, Dallas are unbeaten in eight at home. They're a very, very strong team, and Oscar's done a great job there. And, you know, I knew Portland could probably get under their skin a little bit. You know, Dallas have finished above us, so they're probably favourites for the tie. They're at home. You know, we got nothing to lose. You know, no one expected us to get in the playoffs except me and that group of the players and the club. You know, we had a quiet belief about us without an arrogance. And we did. Now we're in it. Who knows? We said, spin that wheel, no? Carl, how did that Portland result play out when you let the guys know that they know by halftime? Or how did that work? I let them know at halftime, to be fair. I'm, I, I said to the guys I want on Thursday, and staff included, that I wanted them to turn the phones off as soon as they come in. And you know what young players are like, they come in and they want that Instagram or whatever and Twitter and stuff like that. And, I said, and one, of, one of the smart Alex said, well, we play music on it. And I said, listen, I'm old, but I'm not that old and stupid. So I said, turn it off, because if you don't, it's a $500 fine. It's a bit harsh at the time, I, I thought, and I'm sure a couple of them have gone home and thought about it, but I didn't want the focus to move from our game because it was a massive, game for us where we need to be 100% focused and concentrated. So they've done that. Uh, I watched it in my office, if I'm being honest. And, um, oh, which, which hey, 500, 500 to the 500, media foundation. Gary, I'm quite happy to pay $500 today, believe me, um, which wasn't a good thing. So I went out there and they were one the lap at the time and I thought they would win. But I said to them, you know, coming in, I think Nathan had said to me that they'd won 2-0. So I had a decision to let them know at half time or not. I protected them throughout the season, but I wanted them to 
know what we needed to do. So I said, listen, without telling them what happened, I said, boys, we need to score a goal. And they said, right. And I think they understood, well, I hope they understood that because <laughs> that's certainly what happened. But we got the goal, so it's, uh, it's credit to them. Kendall, what was the first thing that was going through your mind when that ball hit the back of the net? I was thinking, I was thinking God because it was a nice opportunity to score. And thank him that I scored because we was working very hard from the beginning of the game. And we know that we have to win today because Portland won. So the only chance that we have was winning. So that was the, a big effort of all of my teammates that from the beginning we were working hard and pushing and looking forward to, the, to win. Have you scored a bigger goal in your career? No, it's not a, the, the bigger goal for me. I think the biggest is going to be after, not, not today. So now we're just thinking in Dallas, and hopefully Wednesday we could we could prepare very good these days to go and, and make a good game over there because we want to get in in the in the playoff. When you rose for the ball, you felt you were going to get there when it, when it came in. Yes, because the, um, yesterday I was practicing with Pedro after the training, and I know he was. Um, kicking the ball in that spot, so I I just try to get a good um, distance from the the guy who was um, defending me, and hopefully I get there and I could hit it and I just could hit it not not properly but again. What did you make the whole atmosphere in the stadium today? Today was loud. Everything was pretty, and that the the supporters play. Um, they are like uh, the 12 player for us because without them we cannot um, play like this and hopefully we could win Wednesday that we, um, the semifinals they could be here again. Kendall, you're the best man. <laughs> so David, what was going through your mind in stoppage time as that ball came towards you? Um, please catch it. <laughs> Something like that. And please blow the whistle uh, was the other thought. Uh, now I'm ecstatic that uh, we we got uh, the win and then in the playoffs now I think we deserved it. Uh, these last five six games, uh, I think people reacted fantastic and we shown that we can play um, play against the best and then and, and play some good football. That's four straight clean sheets now for yourself and the defence. Does that show a really good foundation to build on now moving into the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think we're a hard team to score against. Uh, now we need to, 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 to score a couple more goals and uh, it'll all come, come together. But uh, being hard to score uh, uh, against is, is important going into a, a tough playoff and, and we're happy with that. David Carl said that he didn't want... He didn't... He didn't, he didn't, he didn't no. <laughs> he didn't want you guys to know what was happening in the other in the other game, but he sort of inferred at halftime what had happened. What was the sort of the mood, you know, at the break? Um, and what was said? Well, same as uh, same as before the game. We we knew we needed to win. Uh, I kind of had the sense that uh, Portland was going to go there and make it hard for us, uh, and and they did. And credit to them. Uh, so we knew what we had to do, and I think our second half we uh, we did a professional. Um, 
job and, and got the, the win. Pretty uh, cool atmosphere to come in on. Hey, last day, playoffs <laughs> on the line, you get there, the crowd's ramped up, the youngster yeah. like yourself getting in there. So what did it mean to you to, to you know get in there and obviously to get the win? I was I was happy. I mean, I was pushing for the team to do well, even when I was on the bench in these last eight matches. And just to get onto the field now in the biggest situation, the biggest time for the club, I feel, since we've gone into the MLS, it was a great feeling. I mean, I was happy. I, I didn't feel nervous. It was just an uh, awesome time with the fans behind us. I couldn't have it any other way. Now, before the match, did, did Carl say anything to you? You know, Beta might only have a few minutes in you, so you better be ready to go. Or, what, or was it was a, surpri- a surprise for you? It was a surprise, to be fair. I was just warming up with the guys on the bench, like we occasionally do. And as I turned around, I heard Robo calling my name, and I was saying, oh, I'm going in. And then, obviously, my face lit up because there's another chance to play again. I, I mean, didn't necessarily feel the nerves. I was just happy to play. The guys, I, Robo looked at me, gave me a wink and a smile, and just get on with it. It's a, this part of football, and it's McKeon's making his debut in Seattle. Mm-hmm. 55,000, what else would you want? And I'm playing now, playoff, playoff like competition match, and it's obviously exciting. Did, did it help a little bit earlier in the season that you had to go through that similar situation when I think it was Ethan that got hurt and you had to come in on the left side halfway through the game? I think definitely. I mean, I think as a footballer, you have to. Uh, get used to any position uh, really I mean I think credit to Jordan being able to slot on our right back was a big part for us I mean he's used to, used to playing on the left side all season for him going to the right he's done a great job for us in this last game and back against DC United so I think we just you got to do what you can for the team man that's what I did tonight has the coach said anything obviously very briefly after the game here uh, Stephen Beta sure um might you have to slot in there in Dallas as you say anything to do a big kid? You, you no, be right I here. mean, we're just talking about today's match and staying positive for the next game in Dallas. So we're just going to focus on getting ready for the game, getting, getting back to our recovery, getting back to training, things like that. So we're going to go into Dallas, all guns blazing. Hopefully everyone's going to be in positive health and we'll see what happens. So last little thing about the Colorado game. You want to hit the playoffs in form. And the Whitecaps certainly have hit form, unbeaten in five. Four of those games clean sheets, uh, as, as you said there, Steve. But from looking at the game yesterday, what players stood out for you? When, when it came down to the crunch and they had to get the win, who do you think really rose to the occasion last night? The obvious one, obviously, is Waston with the goal um, and his defending as well. O'Brien, both those guys were clearing the ball and doing well. Um, I think Matias Labo raised his game to another level. He was attacking everywhere. Not only uh, balls coming into the midfield, but he was going forward and attacking and being more aggressive. But the, I think the biggest guy, and I know Watson got the game, uh, player of the game, but I think based on the, the save he made at the end of the first half and the two saves he made at the end of the second half, I think David Elstead was spectacular yesterday, and he came up huge. Those saves were not easy. Um, he had to go down to the ground. They're all you know low shots and everything, and 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 sometimes that's harder for goalkeepers to hit the ground and stop those and they were all of them were headed for corners and and a couple of them were really quick deflection so a, a really outstanding goalkeeping from him last yesterday Ice has just been fantastic this season and the, there was a lot expected of him coming in last year he, he he didn't do badly last year but you had all those folk that for some inexplicable reason seemed to think that Brad Knighton was a better goalkeeper yeah. and you had the kind of Knight and Loyalists, you had the Rennie Loyalists, and I think Eustace's performance this season has been solid. He puts most of that down to the defence in front of him. Like, he doesn't take a lot of the credit himself, but he's just been so solid. And he's also been very vocal as well, and he's one of the leaders in the dressing room. And 
that's what the guys are needing just now. There was the the injury on Saturday night to Stephen Beatishure. He's had a nagging hip injury for a couple of weeks now, but it looks like it wasn't his hip that went. It looks like it was his hamstring. And if that is the case, he has to be a big doubt for the Dallas game. The thing is, when you have a hip injury, uh, a lot of times, uh, or any kind of injury, something else overcompensates for that injury. And that could have been the reason why he strained his hip, uh, hamstring. I'm no doctor. I just play one on a podcast. But it's it's essentially, uh, that, that that's what I've been told by a couple of people. So, I, I what do you think is going to happen? I, I, do you think they go with Jordan Harvey on the right? Or do they bring Ethan Sampson on the right? That's a big question for the next, next game. I think it would be a big risk to put Samson in. I thought Harvey I thought Harvey in general actually against Colorado had a fantastic game. He was getting a lot of room on that left side. He was making a lot of surging runs. Even when he switched to the right, he was doing really well. And I know there's differences between playing left back and right back, but I just thought he was excellent and I'm pretty confident that they're going to go with Harvey and Adekugbe against Dallas. The thing is, Harvey did, uh, like you said, he had a really good game at the start of the game, but once he switched over, he did, it did drop off a little bit. And there seemed to be more room on the right side for Colorado to attack. Um, it all depends on what they feel, if they feel like... Uh, and I'm not sure which side Castillo, Fabian Castillo would line up. I can't remember if he's a left side or right side player, but he'd definitely be somebody that would be difficult to deal with if Harvey's playing on his off, off wing. So let's look a little bit ahead to the to the Dallas game. Before we look at who we think is maybe going to play, how do you see the game shaping up? Whitecaps have obviously never won in Dallas. They did well in the game back there in September, lost 2-1, the, the freak Blas Perez goal, and then the, the poor defending that led to the second Blas Perez goal. The Whitecaps do seem to struggle down there. David Eusted seems to have a few nightmare moments down there. Is there hope? Dallas were unbeaten in eight games before they lost to Portland last night, but they did lose to Portland, a team that really wanted it. Do you think the Whitecaps have got what it takes to, to pull out the win down in Dallas? I think so. If they go, go in with the right mentality, where if if they review the tape about what Portland did, and if they can duplicate it or at least put up the same intensity, I think they should definitely have a chance with that game. If it if it wasn't like you said before, if it wasn't for those the free goal and the poor defending, you know they they could have pulled out a a draw or a victory in Dallas that time. So if they go in the same mentality uh, as Portland went in, because Portland just overran FC Dallas yesterday, and, and Dallas has not had a good run, and they were able to pretty much dominate them in the game against uh, in, in the game they played at home. So th- there's always a chance that they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to frustrate uh, Dallas for the first, you know, 30, 40 minutes and, and, and try to get on them that way and try to get uh, plug in that early goal, I think. If they get that early goal, they have a very good chance of getting the victory I think it's going to be tough they can definitely win I mean that, that there's no doubt about that keeping a tight defensive shape not giving away any stupid goals like they have done the last couple of times I would much have preferred to, to play Salt Lake I thought that was going to be the, the better game for them I mean the path after Dallas if they can get through to have a home and away against Seattle that's very winnable Dallas is going to be a tough one I think they'll they'll struggle I think it might just be a one goal defeat in the end but they've nothing to lose, and as as Robinson said the other night, spin the wheel. It's like just go out there, see what you can do, and then just hope for the best. The thing about you were talking about our playing with Salt Lake is they 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 they, they would have had a week off, and that would have been difficult. You got a big advantage with Dallas is you you have them playing on the same day as you did on the week before, and also they're 
I think their form is much worse than Salt Lake at this point. So I think that they might be the better opponent, in the, you know, looking back on it. So with two games in five days, obviously it's going to take its toll on, on the Whitecaps players. What changes, if any, would you make to the starting lineup that, that took the field against Colorado? Um, I would I would start with Hurtado up, up top instead of Maddox. Uh, I think Hurtado, he only came on for about uh, less than half an hour, I believe. Because uh, he was ill. Yeah, he was ill, and maybe he'll be better by then. Um, and then, obviously, the obvious one is Morales in the middle, and uh, the... Rosales, if he's able to go, it's going to be a tough one for him uh, because of the, he had to play go the full 90 minutes. Uh, he would be one. And then on the other side, I'd probably go with Manny because you're playing in, in Texas. He's going to have family there. Maybe he might be able to do something there. And keep Fernandez as somebody that can come off the bench, or maybe even do Fernandez and Manny. Who knows? I, I would go with Fernandez and Manny. I'd have Fernandez up top with Manny on the left, and then bring Hurtado on in the second half if needed. I thought Hurtado did well when he came on last night, but he's still, for me, not really the striker that you're wanting. He's the guy that's done well holding play up, and I don't think they're going to really have the luxury of having a player like him that's not putting the ball in the net. I think Fernandez is the, the bigger goal threat. But do you see uh, Maddox doing that? No, I don't see Oh, that. no, I'd drop Maddox altogether. That's why I'd, I'd have oh, yeah, Fernandez up front. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see them putting it that. I think, I think um, Robinson likes having Hurtado holding it up. Uh, because uh, it allows the other uh, wingers more space and everything like that. So I think I think he'll start Hurtado. I don't think he'll start Fernandez up top at all. Uh, um, I think the holding midfielders in the back end. I think that stays the same. I think uh, I, w- I, w- I, w- I agree with you. I'd rather have Etikubi in there instead of Samson. So let's have a quick prediction from you, Steve. How do you think it's going to go on Wednesday? I think they're going to put a really good effort, uh, but I think they will come up short. I'm going to predict two-one Dallas. I'm going to go for 1-0 because, again, I can't really see the, them scoring and I think they're going to keep a tight defensive show. But, I mean, Dallas Dallas came so close against Portland and that they had two goals disallowed, so they, they did show a little bit of, of offensive flair there. But I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard as well to have put in all that effort in the past couple of weeks, have those five big games, but then still at the end of it not actually just have like one and out which is going to be really hard but the thing is is when you when you put that much effort in usually you do have a letdown when you're finally like right now for them the big accomplishment was the playoffs and they accomplished that and because of that they've they're going to have a letdown in the next game unless they're you know maybe they can keep up the intensity but most teams that have to you know work so hard to get to the playoffs tend to like let down in the in the once they get there and that is something that Andy O'Brien had previously said he was worried about. So we'll see what happens in Frisco on Wednesday night. I'm hoping that they can just keep it going because it would be great to see a home and away playoff semi-final against Seattle. I think that would just be fantastic. And then let yourself dream a little bit. That's very winnable. Then who knows who they play after that, Salt Lake or LA. LA would obviously be, be really tough. Salt Lake, maybe not so much. You have to have these dreams, otherwise there's no point watching football. So, good luck to the Whitecaps on Wednesday. So 
So we have some extra now for you to round off this podcast. The Whitecaps headed out from YVR this morning on a noon flight, charter flight down to Dallas. They're going to train in Dallas on Tuesday before the game on Wednesday. So I was there to get some audio from the airport. So we're going to hear from Carl Robinson, David Ousted, Jordan Harvey, Andy O'Brien and Russell Tiber. So the first little bit of audio from those guys, we're going to just hear some of their thoughts on the actual Dallas game itself, the threat that Dallas pose and what they're hoping from the game, apart from obviously a victory. Carl, okay. how do you keep the guys grounded after such a emotional win and getting back on the field so quickly? Um, easily, because we were in training yesterday at 11 o'clock in the morning, so I think there was uh, no time for them to think about what we've done. It's, it's more focused on what we've got to do now because we've got a fantastic opportunity to... Uh, make a little bit of history really for this club um, but it's going to take a lot of hard work but they know what we what we need to do and what we should do. Carl, how do you go about getting them now to the next level, forget about the celebrating the fact that just getting in as opposed to now doing something that you're in and that you should be in? Well I'm going to take the pressure off them I'm going to say listen, you know, a lot of hard work has been done but we've given ourselves an opportunity now to do something special, you know, the pressure's on Dallas they're at home, they're unbeaten in eight well now they've lost um, but they're expected to win you know we're not expected to win but as I said when we went to Seattle when we were at home to Colorado I expect us to win I've got a group of players that believe they can win let's go out and show you know you want opportunities like this and it's a fantastic game for us what kind of strategy do you take into this one game winner moves on do you play differently because of that situation yes or or do you go with the way that you've got yeah I'm not going to tell you that now am I come on um Yeah, of course. Listen, uh, we'll be organised defensively as we've been in the last five, six games um, and we'll make sure that when we get into attacking areas we can try and exploit their their weaknesses because they're a very dangerous attacking team and I think Portland took advantage of them on the weekend through certain areas. So I'll analyse that. We'll work uh, today and tomorrow with that and we'll go through a game plan and we'll try and uh, carry out that plan because they leave holes and if we can get our attacking players in those pockets of space then it'll be down to whether we can finish and we all know we can. For the short term, how do you combat it? Can you? I mean, obviously, the emotion of it should take over, but at the same time, you've yeah. got guys who've played a lot. It's tough. Minutes. It's tough, but played in the Western Conference this year, so it's not easy, is it? And um, we're ready for a tough challenge. You know, we had to go to... I look at the last five games, and we had to go to Seattle, and we had to win. We did. So we're used to tough games. Do you think you might have a mental edge over Dallas because you guys wanted to be in this game, and that they might be disappointed we played? No, it's, listen, it's 50-50, you know, and, you know, I might be saying we've got a mental edge to my players because, you know, they it was in their hands and, you know, they've managed to drop a game against Portland in a game where Portland needs to win and they wanted to win. Now it's different, you know, both teams want to win, so we might have the edge. Uh, Oscar will make sure they're fired up, I'll make sure our guys are fired up and whoever performs on the day will will prevail and hopefully it's our guys. What do you view as the biggest challenge heading into Wednesday's match? I mean, you guys have played them quite well this season, but this I, I know you've played the five games in a row that meant so much to you, but what is the biggest challenge? Um, I think going there uh, is, is going to be a challenge. They're, they're a strong home team. Uh, I see them play a lot of good offensive uh, soccer there, and, and we need to go there and, and be... Um, be ready for that but also know that we need to go up and score goals to win that game uh, so the balance between the two things is is, is, is going to be a challenge but uh, I'm, I'm sure that we can find that balance. What's the danger heading into, into Dallas? Is there anyone right now? Well uh, we got the win against them at home. I think we're confident playing, playing against them. At their place obviously we haven't gotten the results but 
um, I think we've played well, and that's the major thing. And and down the stretch here, we've uh, we've had some good stretches, some good games, and some complete games. And I think if we uh, continue to do that, we will be successful. I think uh, in the past in Dallas, it's been it's been tough, especially this last one with a pretty spectacular goal from Perez, and then uh, kind of giving up the late uh, tie there. Um, but I think we're confident going into it. We really are. Do you feel like you might have a bit of a mental edge on, on Dallas because you guys were really pushing to get into this game and they might be disappointed to be in this game after what happened to them on, on Saturday? Like They don't want to be in this game. Um, I don't know about that. I think um, when we played them at home, uh, I think they missed one of the best players, uh, you know, Castillo, who's played very well this season. So, um, you know, Escobar's a good player, but, you know, when he's played against us or when Ethan played against him recently thought he did an outstanding job on him but uh, Castillo was the one uh, that we missed um, in that game um, and that was the only game that I played against Dallas this season but uh, you know we go there in confident mood I think uh, you know it's not going to be as hot as it as it could be you know playing them at other times so you know all the elements that maybe people talk about um, in other stages of the season, uh, I don't think they're going to be that relevant. Carl talked about uh, you know, how the pressure is on Dallas through this game. Do you feel like you guys are going in as underdogs for this match? Yeah, I just think the fact that um, you know we're away from home, um, they finished above us. Um, you know, possibly puts them as a as a favourites. But um, you know, the results that we've had against them, certainly at home, uh, we're looking to draw two all, and you know, we we beat them, and then the game that we played uh, away. It was a bit of a, a freakish goal, the first one, which, you know, the first goal in any game can, can, can sway it. So, you know, taking all things into consideration, yeah, they're probably the favourites, but, um, you know, we're going there in confident mood. Did you guys might have a mental edge in some way because you guys really wanted to be in this game and Dallas was disappointed on Saturday and they might not want to be in this game? I think you can call it an edge, yeah. Um, I think they're trying to play their way out of this situation, whereas we're trying to play our way into this situation. So we're up for it. And uh, even though we're travelling... We're, our fans are traveling with us as well, and, and we know they have they have our backs. How do you play this game? Do you play it any differently than I know the last month and a half? I don't, you know, Carl told us every time we chat, and we talk to you as well about you know, the next big game. But I mean, it's a one-off. You, you can build it to so many other ways. Yeah. Well, I'll wait and, and hear from the coaching staff to see how we're going to play it. I can't tell you guys that, but. What I can tell you is each guy that, that steps on the field, each guy that's in the locker room, each guy that's traveling is going to give their, give their all no matter what their role is. Um, and that's something we pride ourselves on all season long is everybody contributing in their own way. Now one of the dangers for the Whitecaps is they've been so intense the last few weeks to get into the playoffs. These last five games, the intensity level has been ratched up team meetings to discuss how best to go about things. And it's just been a fantastic last month. Can they keep it going into the playoffs? Is there a danger that now that they've reached that goal of the playoffs that they're going to kind of sink a little bit, the intensity level's going to drop? Well, the guys were asked that this morning. Unlikely because there's so much in line, but here's what the guys said about that and just really about the mentality of going into the games and how they have to keep themselves strong. With so much energy being and focus being um, sort of spelled on, on making the playoffs, is there a worry that... There's so much emphasis on the playoffs and now you guys are there. Are you, are you worried about the mentality? No, nope, not at all. Fantastic mentality in that group of players that I've got. Um, a great camaraderie spirit and it's, it's fun part now. It's a totally different season as uh, all the managers will probably say. Now it's, um, you can spin that wheel really. You know, it's uh, everyone's got a chance to win MLS Cup and we, we are one of 10 teams that has. So we'll look forward to it, but we know that there's hard work ahead and it's one that will, the challenge that will go forward and, you know, meet it full on. 
Will there be a balancing act? Because for the last five weeks, you have been the guys with pressure on you. Yep. And you won't have any. And maybe the guys will want to play with a little more freedom. But you've played your best with all the yep. pressure on you for the last five weeks. Yeah, I, n I never stop my players playing without freedom. Um, there has been a little bit of pressure. I think the pressure, they've answered and responded very well to it. Because, you know, there has been questions thrown at them. Questions thrown at me about whether we could handle the pressure. And whether we could get through the summer months of when we hit a dip of form. And... I remember when we got into the playoffs two years ago, we sort of um, walked in. You know, we didn't go in with flying colours. Well, now we go in, you know, flying. Uh, but we know there's a lot of work to do. So, you know, I'll let them play with the freedom. We'll, obviously, they'll know their roles and responsibilities within the team organisation. Um, but we'll set up to catch them. Um, but we'll do our jobs. If we focus on us, we'll win the game. What's your biggest worry heading into Wednesday? Good question. I've got no worries at the moment, if I'm honest. My worry is getting on this flight because I don't like flying. So um, that's my biggest worry. Is the mentality the same? Because for the last five weeks, you really couldn't afford to lose. You can't now, but do you go in as underdogs? Um, I don't know what we go in as. I think the mentality is the same. Uh, I think we just had uh, five playoff games uh, in a row here, and I think we're we're in uh, in that um, state of mind anyway. So. So I think that's great. Uh, if we can keep that intensity and keep that mentality, I think we have a good chance of winning. Has one of the messages been don't let all the hard work of making the playoffs go to waste? It could all be over in three days. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 weird with these playoffs. It, it can all be over Wednesday or uh, we can go until the, the 7th of December. So it's uh, uh, you need to, to figure out that every game is it could be the last. So that mentality has to shine through in, in the way we uh, uh, conduct ourselves. With all the energy that was expelled getting into the playoffs, is there is there a concern about, or is it one of the messages not, they, let's not waste all this hard work we've done within three days? Well, other than myself, uh, I think we've got a pretty young team um, and a few other guys, so I think it's a good thing. Um, this energy uh, with a lot of these young guys, I think it'll just build their confidence, uh, keep their play going, and, and everybody's got good legs. So, uh, you know, Rob has been managing that throughout the whole season, and so... Um, yeah, I think uh, you know we're good going into this. Really. And you said last week that uh, you were concerned that maybe too much, like with all the energy that was um, sort of expelled in getting into the playoffs, that there might be a letdown. Is that still a worry for you heading in, into, into Wednesday? No, I think uh, you know we start for the clean slate now. Uh, the regular season, as it's described, is finished now, and um, you know we uh, we know what's expected is now. Um, it's do or die. So uh, you know, and if the winner takes all in this game. And I guess all the, um, is that sort of been the message, like don't, don't waste all the hard work that we put in the last five, six weeks? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, because of the work that we've put in the last five or six weeks and the, there's been a lot of pressure in those games, I think it'll stand us in good stead for, for this game and hopefully, uh, you know, this, this playoff push now. It's a moment. Um, how do you seize it and not just be happy with the fact that you're in? Um, I think a lot of people would have been, would have been happy or would have been satisfied with us just winning the Cascadia Cup and not going to the playoffs. Um, but we've checked off Cascadia Cup, we've checked off playoffs, so why will we stop now? Got to keep going. you feel there'll be more pressure on you or less now? I mean, everyone thinks, hey, you're in there, you got nothing to play for, but it's with that pressure the last five weeks you guys have been your best. I disagree with you. I think we have everything to play for. Um, I think the possibilities are endless for us this season, and we've been underdogs all season long, and we've been proving people wrong all season long. So why not keep proving people wrong? Now you can't talk about Dallas without looking at the 
the little niggles between the teams in the last two games. The, the game down in Dallas that saw Martin Pear and some assistant coach from Dallas getting thrown out of the game before half-time. Things boiled over at BC Place a few weeks ago with Oscar Perea pushing Martin Pert in the chest and then a, a bit of a scuffle and players had to separate everyone. So with that in everyone's mind, it's obviously going to be a battle both on the pitch and off the pitch. Now, a couple of weeks ago, David Eisted said that if these teams met in the playoffs, it was going to be a brawl. Well, they're now meeting and that was the, the question that everyone wanted to know, just how is it going to play out on Wednesday? Is it going to be a battle? Is it going to be a brawl? And just why do these two teams just not like each other? You know, we played Dallas last time and they beat us with a wonder goal and a, and a, a free kick which we didn't defend well enough. And, you know, there's a bit of edge in the game. I think there'll be a bit of edge in the game on Wednesday and it'll be the calmer heads that prevail. So we've got to make sure we, we do that. We, you know, match the battle of physicality that I know that Oscar likes to bring to his team. But we remain calm because... You know, we can even win the game off the bench as we did on Saturday. We've got, I've got an important group of players here and, you know, if they start, brilliant. They've got a job to do. If they come off the bench, they can have a reaction like the guys did. The last two games against Dallas, they've been battles, both on the touchlines and on the pitch. What's the underlying niggle between the two teams? What is it that you seem to get under each other's skin? Um, politically correct answer, Michael, is that we've got both got a lot of respect for each other and we both want to win the game. You know, we'll each be given 100% players wise coaches are emotional coaches want uh, their team to win I don't really know I think there is a little bit of a good rivalry between the two teams it's players wanting to win managers wanting to win and with that uh, becomes a competitive edge and I'd prefer to have that than just be matey matey and friends uh, friends all the time and on the field the players pick each other up when they uh, you know, have physical contact because the game's not about that. You know, I watch the, the hockey and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So maybe I can turn my team into that a little bit without the fighting. What's the uh, What's the other answer that's not so politically correct? Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> what, what don't these two teams like each other? It seems like it's always uh, a bit of a... I don't know if they don't like each other. I just think uh, they both teams want to win. Both teams are working really hard. And uh, like I said, last time was a, a scrappy game. And I think it's going to be a scrappy game uh, again. It's going to be a little bit of... Of a brawl, and I just think it's the intensity of wanting to win uh, games. After the last game, you, you mentioned it could be a brawl if the teams met in the playoffs. You mentioned the word brawl again there. How important is it to keep your discipline though and not let Dallas get under your skin on Wednesday? Uh, tremendously. Like I say, uh, I don't think the teams dislike each other in that way. I just think the intensity is going to be so high and, and keeping the the discipline, knowing that, uh, finding out where the where the line is drawn by the ref and everything is so important because you can't afford to go down a man uh, in, in games like that. Uh, but I know the guys, they're, they're going to be intense, they're going to be ready, but uh, we also have smart guys in there, so uh, I don't think we'll see a red card. We've formed uh, a lot of rivalries between a lot of teams this year uh, because we've played everybody kind of to their fullest and and uh, home in a way, and so there is a little bit of a rivalry against this team. Uh, we want to win. It's a, it's a tough opponent. Um, you know, it's, they've got some quality players, some attacking players, and so defensively, uh, we just need to be sound, and we've been doing that. We know, we know how intense the Cascadia Cup rivalry is, but why is there such a hate? And there seems to really be a hate between these two teams. I'm looking forward to watching the match, but I mean, I'm sure you're going to come out with a few bruises. Yeah, well, I think. Um, you know the dynamics of the game. They're they're physical, but they they can be clever and cute as well. 
buying fouls and things like that, or they have done in the past. Um, but you know, these are all the dynamics of the game, and um, I think you know once you experience it. And I remember when we played them at home, a few of the supporters were putting up cards for you know for dives and things like that. Um, but you know that element of it is, uh, I suppose, a, a bit of fun. But uh, you know when it comes down to business, it's, it's serious stuff. Why do, you, why do you think there's so much bad blood between these two sides? I mean, the Cascadia Cup rivalries are always alive and well, but this one really seems to break out the hatred on both sides. It's a it's a battle. You can see that every time we play each other, it's it's a real battle, and we know it's going to be a fight. But these are the games you play for. These are the games that you really get up for. And if you can't get up for these, then you can't get up for any. Now, this is going to be the Whitecaps' second appearance in the playoffs. A couple of the guys have been there before, Jordan Harvey and Andy O'Brien. A few of the guys as well, Darren Mattox. But Harvey and O'Brien started in that game against LA. It was a, it was a game that the Whitecaps went into knowing it expect them to do anything just the way that they had kind of stuttered to get into the playoffs but then they, they took the lead early on had a chance to really wrap it up when Barry Robson wasted a great opportunity and in the end they fell to a 2-1 defeat so I asked Jordan and Andy just what their thoughts of that game were their memories and did it give them a little bit of a mental edge going into this one you were with the, the team when they made the playoffs in 2012. What's the mindset like now that's different to what it was like in 2012? Or what's the group, what's different about the group? You know, I can't really uh, think back too much about 2012, a different team. We've been saying that all year. Um, this team is, uh, I think the uh, team chemistry is a little different. Um, and we're going to this next game really wanting to win. Um, I think we have a good chance of moving on in these playoffs and uh, you know we want to bring a playoff game back to Vancouver. You played in the playoff game in 2012. For the guys that did that, does that give you an added expectation of what to do and what's the mindset like now that's maybe a bit different from two years ago? Yeah, um, yeah I think, I mean I've watched that game back uh, when I went back home um, to see my dad and you know we got the early goal and in all fairness I think we sat back and we just sort of we tried to hold on to that 1-0 game at the scoreline at the time but uh, I think we're we're a, we're a bit more well we're a lot more confident uh, you know going into the game with the pressure games that we've had uh, I think that'll stand us in good stead and um, you know I think our decision making as to when to press as a team or when to sit back is better than certainly it was two years ago uh, and I think that's demonstrated in the fact that we're you know, we're difficult to team to play against and, um, you know, the pace that we've got up front and, uh, you know, the skill and uh, the, the different dynamics that we can bring on as well. You know, we're not an easy team to play against, so we need to make sure that we keep keep that form that we've, we've shown in the last, well, in recent weeks. Now, when you're in the playoffs, you don't need any bigger motivation than the MLS Cup is at the end of it. But one added little bit of motivation for the Whitecaps is they know that if they can get through this game against Dallas... They will host a home playoff tie and it's going to be a two-legged semi-final affair with fierce Cascadian rival Seattle. A team that they've owned this year, a team that's on their mantelpiece and is definitely very winnable. And then you're just talking that you're a couple of games away in a Western Conference final from the actual MLS Cup. Do you allow yourselves to dream? Well, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but we asked some of the guys what their thoughts would be knowing that, that Seattle is awaiting the winner and, and what that would mean to them and to the club to have a big Cascadian semi-final. Getting in the playoffs is good, but as uh, someone said there, it's you know we don't stop there. We go ahead now and you know if we can get over this hurdle, and it's a very, very tough hurdle, then what a game we've got, a battle against our, our rivals. 
And I, I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but what would it mean having a semi-final against Seattle? Uh, I mean, that's about as big as it gets, I think, for me. Um, having a semifinal against your rivalry that's uh, a bus ride away, I think that'd be huge. A little uh, freeway series. Uh, I grew up watching those in baseball with the Anaheim Angels and Dodgers, so it'd be fun. And you don't want to look too far ahead, I know, but with Seattle and Horizon in the semifinals, does that drive you on even more? Because what, what would a game like that mean to play in a semifinal against them just down the road? Well, you. <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth, but I think um, you know the club has been crying out for a playoff game at home. Um, there's a potential to create that on Saturday. You know, should we get through? Um, but you know, we need to respect uh, Dallas, um, and you know, we've we've had the experience of being in the playoff before. I think there's only two guys that are still either in the squad. Uh, that were there um, against LA, so it shows you the change around. Um, but it's, it's a game that we're looking forward to, and I don't think that we've got. Uh, I think we go there in in more confident mood than we did do two years ago. Uh, you know, in the same position. With Seattle waiting, awaiting the winners, do you allow yourself to, to look at that game, and does that drive you <coughs> even more, knowing that you could have a two-legged game against Cascadian rivals? <laughs> um, you know, we're talking about rivalries. We're talking about rivalries with Dallas. What a what a rivalry Seattle is. Um, but we can't look that far ahead right now. We got to take care of business down in Dallas this weekend. Before we wrap this show up, Steve, if you just want to let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapSpeed. And you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read all my stuff on AFTN on Canadian Soccer News, AFTN.ca, CanadianSoccerNews.com. And I'm also the Whitecaps Beat Reporter for MLSSoccer.com. So good luck, as we say, to the Whitecaps on Wednesday. Hopefully they can get the win. For everyone going down there, safe travels. Thanks for listening, and mourn the caps. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs, and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.